0: gentlemen this is episode 5 and our guest is Jan Heritsen yes from the Creative Garden and he also has a website about trail walking
1: walking trails of the world and
0: Jan is one of the most active members of the Creative Garden and it's just uh, for in my eyes it's just amazing what is happening there but uh, how did you start there? The whole garden started in 2014, I guess. Were you there from the beginning? or you started later?
1: No, I started a few years later. Uh, neighbors of mine uh, were working at the garden and invited me over to help construct the pizza oven, uh, the especially the insulation of it. And that's about two and a half years ago now. So that's why, <laughs> that's where my... Uh, involvement in the creative garden started
0: yeah and uh how how did it feel i mean it's very welcoming and very social when you go there from yeah the, was it that thing what attracted you or more like the tasks what you have seen that ah oh, this should that could be done that uh, this could be also done and because you are also Quite technical. You are more into the technical uh, maintenance and uh, improvement of the garden.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I like the atmosphere very much, Um, but uh, what I soon noticed that uh, the involvement of most of the people was uh, uh, in in the gardening itself and I have my own garden. So uh, while the atmosphere was good, uh, I also noticed that uh, the attention to the infrastructure Um, maintaining uh, things or just uh, improving the garden as a whole was lacking so I thought well uh, I like uh, constructing things so I thought well I picked that up and that's uh, well my involvement uh, in the garden increased yeah and the garden is open on on
0: Sundays most of the time,
1: it's open all week but the the
0: community activities are mostly on Sundays
1: The community activities are on Sunday Sunday morning starting from about 11 Until about 5 And the funny thing Usually the Dutch people come uh, The Dutch members come at about uh, 11 11.30 And then the (coughs) The uh, others come And the uh, South American people Usually come in the afternoon Yeah, yeah So that is funny to see things like that Happen in the garden.
0: Yeah yeah that was my first one of my first uh, uh experiences in wageningen when uh, when we had uh, our first meeting after the aid somewhere yeah and we had uh, a meet up uh, at half past six or something at the market yeah and i was cycling with uh, with a belgian guy from ada yeah we were crazy cycling 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 yeah and we got there maybe one minute later yeah. no one was there
2: yeah.
0: and we were like, oh Jesus, we are late <laughs> what is <happening>? everybody <laughs> is gone yeah. and then uh, okay, we were just walking around in the market uh, for like five minutes, ten yeah. minutes and then the Italians came yeah. and for them, of course, because of the culture it was totally normal yeah. and then we were waiting for another ten minutes and then the Spanish came yeah and we were almost complete but uh, it was time to go to the restaurant that we already booked yeah and we o- we were already ordering ma- uh, our drinks when the mexicans came so it was yeah yeah that's such a culture, a funny moment. A culture
2: uh, in action yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and uh, how do you see the gardens role because there is uh, not just gardening going on but uh, many intercultural activities social activities yeah. uh, educational activities even if it's uh, not all the time uh, structured in an educational sense but you go there and learn all the time so in that sense the garden focuses not 100% on the production what normally in the sense of agriculture we think that uh, that that should be but uh, there are these many many other other aspects which you can actually see happening in the garden how do you experience this uh, yeah i see,
1: see the garden the garden as well the garden itself uh, where we grow vegetables the, the the food forest and things like that it's more a means uh, than a call by itself uh, like it's a place where people can meet uh, where people uh, can socialize where people feel at home uh, well, where people can be active and uh, well, some people like football some people like gardening and uh, but gardening is a social event as well because uh, to, to, to plow the field uh, you need a lot of people uh, to, to harvest to maintain it and uh, I think that the main call is a pleasant place for people to meet and um, and that is the, the, the first and main goal. Besides that we have well monthly meetings to get people involved in the organization uh, of the garden. So it's not uh, only a project of the coordinators but we like to get in, well, like to know what the other people think as, as well. Uh, and also we have a lot of knowledge. Uh, we like gardening so we organize workshops And uh, if somebody has special uh, skills or knowledge, uh, we offer the possibilities for people to learn those as well. Like uh, when I use electric equipment, some people have never used electric equipment to uh, power tools or whatever uh, to cut wood or use an electric screwdriver. When I'm on a project, I like to introduce people to that, let them get to know the feel of a machine, And let them know that, uh, well, you have to take care, but it might not be as scary as people consider it to be. And uh, I noticed that a lot of people like that experience very much and that a lot of people are more skilled than they realized. Yeah, because uh, these these
0: tasks are not rocket science to do. Uh, we are just sometimes uh, because of our work or studies, we just kind of alienate it from uh, actual material involvement in yeah. in things. And it's just so funny to see when uh, when in the end of the day, I'm I'm uh, living close to the center, and I see the the fitness center room is full with people. So they people just love to move their yeah. body yeah and uh, yeah the gardening can be a very nice uh, alternative instead of uh, being in a closed uh, actually last week i went to the uh, sports school sports school the, the, the gym yeah and uh, the ventilation was so strange and i had this warm uh, air coming in my face and then after that i was a little bit weak for a day or two yeah and i realized that i just Uh, appreciate and enjoy much more being in nature than uh, moving weights uh, in a sport uh, all but it it can be also an alternative because the weather is not always pleasant for being outside
1: yeah but we are open uh, actually for 52 Sundays yeah a a year so we uh, we don't skip on a Sunday and uh, sometimes are just a couple of people but uh, even, uh, well, we had some, s- uh, we even in Holland, some some severe stro- uh, s- uh, snowstorm uh, last month. And, well, people were still there. And, uh, well, there are always things to do, maintaining uh, things or just uh, cleaning up on the and, yeah. uh, so to say. Yeah. And uh, you experience the different seasons. You, if you... Uh, we have 70 cubic meters of leaves to move Uh, people can use their body and uh, well have fun at the same time as well
0: yeah because it's also good to expose your body to the elements what is happening
1: uh, outside in nature and and when the weather is too severe we might uh, decide after an hour well this is not worth the effort we go home but uh, that only uh, happens uh, very rarely yeah Yeah,
0: but there is also a kind of uh, a wagon like a, a bigger uh, container uh, car where you can actually yeah
1: the people wagon yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Re- retreat when it's a big storm ca- coming for a half an hour because in the yeah. netherlands it, hap- it happens also that uh, you have a sunny weather and uh, yeah. once it's just a cloud comes and every everything and everybody gets wet yeah. within 10 minutes and then the sun shines again
1: yeah, we have a uh, well, sort of shelter uh, if the weather is cold. We have a large topolin uh, of about uh, 6 by 4 meters that we can erect when it's the weather is too sunny. So we, uh, when we, so we have some shade or when it's just uh, some drizzle, we can find some shelter there while lunching and things like that. And that can be erected in no time. So we have some uh, protection against the element when necessary.
0: Yeah plus the resourcefulness of the people. Oh, yeah. It's an extra, extra uh, skill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that you were involved in building the pizza oven, and I was also there last summer many times, and also later uh, of the year uh, when it was working. And it was uh, an amazing environment and um, amazing people. It just attracts people. I think there were several times where 50, 60 people were around and having fun with live music. Yeah. people could make their own pizza so there is this social element and a kind of uh, hospitality a part uh, yeah. of the garden and uh, what other uh, parts of the garden can you maybe name that oh this is for the vegetables and I know that there is a, a aquaponic project going on. What what are the projects which are uh, up and running or in yeah,
1: process? Yeah, if you look at the garden as a garden itself, we have the vegetable garden where well the uh, the usual vegetables are grown, and that's uh, quite a large patch. The produce producers of that are sometimes too much for us <laughs> to consume. We have the uh, the, the the food forest fruit trees are grown, and well, they still need to grow to produce much fruit. We have the people wagon for shelter and some storage. Uh, we have the what we call the, the kitchen area, and there the pizza oven is there. The, we have the uh, <coughs> uh, seating area; we can easily sit about 30-40 uh, people there. Uh, we have the uh, wheelchair accessible garden that was constructed last year. Uh, because our aim is to get as much people involved in the garden as possible. So when we build facilities whenever possible, we try to make them wheelchair really accessible as well. Yeah, Not that it. we have people visiting uh, yet, but at the moment we are also building uh, what we call a kak house, uh, yeah. a, a compost toilet. That is also wheelchair accessible, and once that is finished, uh, we will t- t- start promoting these facilities as well. Um, and that in the in the uh, wheelchair accessible garden, we mainly grow herbs yeah. and flowers. Yeah, and uh, people can uh, do the gardening while sitting in a wheelchair, or if they are uh, having difficulties with uh, working on the ground level, the uh, the the beds of the. Fi- the Plants are higher up, about uh, say uh, three quarters of a meter, so they don't have to bend down. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. So that are the uh, well, we have the chicken, then as well. So we produce uh, eggs. Uh, We have the aquaponics uh, that is under construction, uh, where we want to uh, grow fish and also vegetables that needs it to be in a greenhouse and, and. that will be uh, food-wise, nutrition-wise, more or less, not completely, because the fish needs to be fed as well, but more or less a, a circular situation,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: that are uh, <coughs> we have our monthly meeting. That's uh, the first Wednesday uh, in the month, where people can discuss uh, about the functioning of the garden, the plants we have, or the things like that. Uh, a regular meeting um and we do workshops where we uh, talk about well the coming workshop is about fr- pruning fruit trees another workshop that is coming up is uh, about uh, how to uh, make your garden uh, be or other pollinating animals friendly mm. uh, last year we had a workshop but that was more my I, my topic uh, on um, how to prepare for a, for a long distance walking holiday we're uh, going to get back to that i know <laughs> yeah. i know so <laughs> that's yeah uh, but um, we will at the uh, when the when we are start harvesting we will have a workshop on uh, how to uh, how to conserve food because we produce a lot and uh, conserving food is important in that respect as well and uh, in september somewhere when the uh, new students arrive we will have some workshops on uh, if th- when uh, by the time they get bored uh, the new students eating mm. pizza all the time we have a few workshops on on uh, preparing your own meal the easy way and um, we like that we have fun doing that so we try to incorporate people in the garden that way as well yeah, it's, a, it's so so important and it's also such a
0: fun to get involved in uh, for example in, in the food what you what you eat at least uh, if you cannot even manage to, to <coughs> go to the garden and spend some time but at least to prepare your food and know the ingredients
1: we have a lot of knowledge uh, food wise uh, we have a lot of enthusiastic cooks ah. so why not uh, share this knowledge uh, with people that probably uh, haven't cooked their whole life and yeah. uh, l- show how easy it is uh, to prepare a nutritious uh, and uh, well-tasting uh, meal
0: and it is especially important uh, because uh, because of the university uh, yeah I mean it's uh, I think it's our responsibility if we attend to a food or agriculture related university yeah. okay some some people are more into business or or development studies But but still uh, the core is about food and uh, it's just good to know the the basics before we go and title ourselves as a professional and (laughs) want to want to teach uh, other people yeah and in that sense you can actually Mm. because you are constantly there with the core group of people not constantly but but quite uh, regularly there you can actually also uh, kind of uh, feel or sense the demand of uh, what kind of workshops are needed.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and, uh, well, starting the workshops is uh, not new, but we have had workshops for our own uh, members mainly. But now we try to, uh, and that's, uh, we are trying to learn on what is the best way to promote that and things like that. So we will try to give more uh, more workshops in the future, but then for a much broader public. Uh, Wageningen yeah. itself, we are uh, situated uh, on the edge of Wageningen, and at the moment uh, most of our uh, participants are f- uh, university-related, are yeah. studying here. But that is not our that is not our only call group. Yeah. We, um, uh we want to be open for everybody who lives uh, in or around Wageningen to to participate and uh, it can be old people, it can be young people. Uh, doesn't matter uh, as long as you uh, like to uh, well share the uh, the atmosphere and uh, enjoy that. Uh, you are more than welcome.
0: Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I've heard that uh, <coughs> there is a waiting list if you want to have your have you if you want to rent your own uh, slot yeah yeah around wageningen somewhere and there are a lot of uh, apartment complexes without garden yeah and uh, it's a amazing opportunity for anyone to to try out at least yeah and and feel it and uh, experiencing and it's more fun
1: doing it together with other people to enjoy the same thing and other other another on the other hand if you go on holiday uh, well other people take care of the garden uh, instead of you could returning and have to work your own garden for the next week to get it uh, into shape again yeah
0: yeah it's it's such an amazing hub uh, and uh, it's good to see that uh, it has also a social function how uh, people can actually integrate to a new environment because uh, of course there are uh, lectures and classes and different student groups but yeah. not everybody can find their place there especially the internationals <coughs> yeah and <coughs> and it's just uh, nice that you have this platform
1: yeah, yeah what we often see is that uh, uh, at the beginning of the student uh, the, the academic year uh, a lot of people come because they are new to Wageningen and heard about the uh, garden uh, so come and join us for a couple of months Uh, and after that they get involved more with the study with social life in general in uh, in Wageningen and after that maybe stop coming or just come every now and then or uh, enjoy staying in Europe and visiting uh, other places during the weekend uh, in Europe Uh, so In a way that's more or less the cycle of the year, Uh, so at the end of the year uh, just a few people remain of that uh, group that started earlier in the year. But that is probably one of our functions as well, we are easily accessible, Uh, it's easy to integrate and uh, give you uh, something to do (laughs) during your, your first couple of weekends. Uh, in a good atmosphere and if you uh, find other uh, activities that suit you better or that's okay
2: yeah
0: yeah that's a special characteristic of Wageningen that uh, a lot of people come around September new people and there is a lot many 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 things to do and then there is a process of a couple of months when they actually sort out their life and what they want to spend more time with but I also have the experience uh, as Wageningen as an airport yeah. people are coming and leaving you try to build the relationships but uh, people just get an internship somewhere else uh, yeah. they move yeah. to another country even or yeah. back to their own country so yeah. in that sense very nice to have these uh, these places to to get together uh, i see that there are hundreds of people maybe even more than thousand people in, in the group of the creating Garden creative garden on facebook
1: yeah, something like that. But the actual participation during the Sunday usually is, uh, uh, <coughs> depending on the weather, depending yeah. on the season as well. Uh, but sometimes uh, thirty people, but uh, usually in the winter some maybe uh, ten. Uh, so that that fluctuates throughout the year in the holiday season, uh, of in the uh, yeah in the Juli- July, August. Uh, it uh, uh, well uh, there are just the the, the diehards so to say yeah. uh, but it fluctuates quite a lot yeah. but we have work to do for everybody yeah, yeah.
0: and it is uh, not even obligatory to join as a member or you, you can just go there check out yeah. for a couple of hours and yeah. then uh, then see if you can go next time or not
1: yeah if you want to just to have uh the experience of uh, one Sunday or a couple of Sunday you're free to visit um, but if you want to really get involved in into gardening uh, or in the organization of the creative garden and also
0: the harvesting and, get and, the, and <laughs>
1: the harvesting or you can even hire your own uh, small private plot yeah. uh, so there are several ways to to be part of the garden just uh, an occasional uh, visitor Become a a Sort of a participant And then you are More than welcome At the uh, Monthly meeting as well So you have to Say in the functioning In the garden You can be A member of the Vegetable garden So you can also uh, uh, Take the produce Of the vegetable garden And you can also Hire a small plot Where you can do Your own gardening As you In the way You like it Yeah
0: Yeah it's it's amazing. Yeah, yesterday I had another podcast with uh, with Sander Onsman from the Seed Shop from the Centrum, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, when we went to the core of what his what his activity is, that uh, and also my mission is that in one sense that uh, uh, kind of reduce this gap between people and nature, and and yeah. the garden is a perfect place for that. But yeah. you have another. Uh, hobby uh, what you are uh, pursuing for many decades now which is long distance uh, walking yeah and it's also i think when you are on the way for 200 kilometers or even more for many days yeah or many weeks you can get quite close to nature at uh, some points oh yes yeah can you yeah. tell me something how did it start and uh, how how this whole thing works because i've seen your the, the website you went into every details about how you have to prepare yeah. i also like walking but there is there is a huge difference between a half uh, a half day walk around the city or in a, in a forest or just yeah. go with your all of your equipment and just uh, follow a, who knows if it's a valid is there a valid uh, route yeah yeah to follow or
1: yeah how did it start
2: um well
1: i well i i don't know because (laughs) it's so long ago uh i've been on holidays uh, walking most of my life Uh, let's say that uh, yeah i can say i think i can say that um why I just enjoy it uh, I enjoy um, well the the strange thing is that <coughs> what I enjoy the most of walking is the resting hmm. uh, l- <laughs> I uh, met a friend uh, uh, she uh, did the complete uh, Santiago de Compostela trail and uh, she said well I don't like walking at all but I like uh, the resting I like uh, meeting the people and uh, and the walking yeah that is just part of it but if i am at a nice location uh, and i share that uh, that vision when i'm at uh, at a nice location uh, if i have a nice view somewhere in spain on a nice valley i can sit there for an hour just sitting there and uh, enjoying the uh, environment enjoying the scenery and enjoying being there Um, it is a good way walking is a good way to be close to nature, close to your body, because, well, uh, it puts somewhat of a strain on your body. It depends on the trail, of course. Um, You have to organize your trip, uh, but organize it just the basics. Where do I sleep tonight? Uh, What kind of food do I have? Is there a cash machine nearby so I can uh, pay my accommodation? Uh, You have to organize, but the things you have to organize... I use the basic things uh, to be able to function Um, and that is that is quite uh, well that is pleasant that is a pleasant way to to move to to an area and um, starting to write about walking trails about uh, and even designing my own walking trails that started about 10 years ago Uh, no sorry that started about 17 years ago then i was out of a job um, and i started doing some interim work for in the healthcare and uh, in between i uh, i walked a lot and um, i like to make walking trails that are walkable in two weeks time so people have said, let's say three week holiday and um, well you have a few days to get to a trail a few ba- days to get back from the trail or rest day something like that so i thought well a walking trail of about between 170 and 250 kilometers is uh, ideal for that and then i thought what kind of information do you want if you go on a trail uh, what kind of preparation do you need and i thought well let me design a trail and uh, let me provide all that information where you can sleep where you can shop uh, what the distance is are what kind of things you can see along the way um, and then slowly started to uh, design a product around it so to say uh, my my walking guides. and that is a nice thing to do because uh, your creativity uh, gets challenged uh, how do you design a walking trail how yeah. do you incorporate yeah. uh, the map in your book um, W- the basics: where where do you start a trail and where do you stop a trail? Uh, it's a, it's a holiday uh, for of about two weeks, so you don't want to start in a remote area, so you no. want to start near an airport or uh, with easy connection to uh, uh, with public transport to an airport, things like that. And then, well, that c- creative process resulted in the kinds that uh, that i have now and uh, for me uh, it has the disadvantage that uh, while i design a trail i walk the trail uh, but i might need to go back four or five times until i think well now the the product is finished Hmm. Um, there's a disadvantage that i'm concentrating on one area uh, for couple of years Um, on the other hand it has given me the advantage to get to know a small area in a certain country um, more far more intensive than just walking through while while hiking a trail Um, and that gives also gives me the uh, possibility like to for people um, to get to know that part of the country uh, get uh, insights in what is uh, a part of Spain uh, for instance uh, you get to you start in Salamanca I have a trail there you start in Salamanca that's one of the nicest cities in Spain I think you walk through rural areas you walk to rural uh, villages uh, you see the history uh, of uh, of, the, of the countryside so I also take the, uh, the walker to to an area in a different aspect than just walking a trail. Yeah. And I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. yeah. That,
0: that's what I wanted to ask that uh, how how much is the cultural experience because uh, it's very very long distances in just nature, but you of course you touch uh, on uh, villages and uh, yeah. maybe farms. So then you are exposed to to the local culture. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know So one of the things uh, Like some people like to do a real nature trail Uh, Then you are away from civilization for a while Hmm. Um, I try to to make a compromise between a nature trail But also being part of civilization Uh, Like uh, for some people Walking in the forest for two weeks is nice uh, Or in the mountains is nice for some people get lonely uh, yeah. Don't appreciate it And uh, I'm more geared for that So I uh, For accommodation If you don't carry your tent You need to end up in a village usually yeah. So at least once or twice a day You are passing through a hamlet Or a small village or And you usually end up At a, at a place where there is a, a better breakfast Or a pension Or something like that um, Because that also for a lot of people make it more enjoyable so you don't have need to carry that much gear if you go on a nature trail and are away from civilization for three four days you have to pack your food you have to pack your tent and uh, that that is a different challenge and if you just like to relax or like to get to know a country like the uh, so what is uh, what's the agriculture what is history and sometimes if you look around uh, you can see a lot of history uh, without realizing it like uh, terraces that are overgrown sh- show that the, an area was much heavily much more heavily populated that the, than it is at this moment and large villages in spain with a general age of the population of about 75 years old where the last Mm. child was born maybe 20 years ago Mm. things like that Uh, that interest is uh, that is what i'm interested in and that is what i try to uh, uh, transfer to other people as well
2: yeah awesome
0: and uh, you mentioned that uh, (coughs) you really can get close to nature throughout this time and also some cultural stuff and your own own body but i i assume i i at least i have it with running when i just go for a a run for an hour or two it's also Mm -hmm. meditation for me so uh, have you experienced that meditative uh, aspect of uh, just being outside in nature and really sort out uh, things in life and
2: uh
1: um yeah i i don't consider it really meditating but uh, it is uh, mentally relaxing uh, so to say Um, in some people might say it's a it's a sort of a spiritual experience as well like being so close to yourself and uh, uh, the basic things uh, that keep your body and your mind functioning uh, because well that is usually uh, y- while walking you have different problems so to say yeah. uh, like uh, how to get from a to b uh, or oh i have to climb another 300 meters and uh, yeah. that will, might take a while uh, that especially at the start of the journey um, weather conditions weather conditions <laughs> uh, things like that so yeah. that uh, that takes you away from your daily um, troubles at work uh, because yeah. you don't have time for that yeah. And you are uh, busy experience the walk and experience the nice things about the walk or the terrible rain, but then that's uh, the basic things as well
0: yeah yeah and it maybe it gives another perspective what really matters in life
2: <laughs> uh, that's it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Nice.
0: Um, about uh, i'm I'm not uh, sure uh, because I see that the airbnbs are quite uh, Quite uh, popular in cities, but I don't know if the in the countryside. I, I guess uh, it's maybe in the Netherlands and Germany it's getting more popular, but I don't know if it's the case in uh, or starting to be the case in Spain or other or Italy, because then you have a totally different relationship with the host of the night. Yeah. Uh, okay, there are very charming. Uh, uh, motels and and uh, these chalets where which are open uh, for guests Uh, but uh, if there is an airbnb even more uh, can be a very closer relation with the with the locals
2: yeah
1: Airbnbs. what i have not used them so Mm. far Uh, i'm uh, because Airbnb is usually catered for more than one night yeah okay and uh, i check on my accommodation. well if you're walking you usually well you stay at one place and then yeah. continue on the onto your next destination maybe you have a rest day so airbnbs are not the the typical kind of ag- accommodation for uh, while walking yeah. um, mm-hmm. Pensions, uh, small hotels and things like that are uh, more uh, more accessible, uh, available to, uh, to hiking, for hikers. Um, what I often do nowadays, which I find very easy, is uh, use a site like Booking.com to arrange mm. the accommodation beforehand or just one day ahead, something like that. Um, in general, what I find uh, more and more that uh, while hospitable uh, they are, it's not a, not a really a much of a social thing. Hmm. You arrive somewhere, uh, yeah. somewhere at yeah. about five o'clock, you are shown room, yeah. and uh, if you're lucky... Uh, well you ha- have a drink or something like that uh, or uh, some occasions the main question is <laughs> how do you like your breakfast and at yeah. what time and then yeah. you're more or less shoved into your room <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, you see each other for breakfast and then you're off again so yeah. uh, accommodation nowadays in that respect is uh, not a guaranteed uh, social event so to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah interesting
0: And uh, how about your uh, equipment? Because uh, I've heard that uh, there is a certain uh, brands which provide uh, extra light uh, equipment because it can matter when you you walk uh, 20, 30 kilometers a day. If you carry five uh, kilos or 10 kilos more or less, so you can maybe uh, have some extra water instead because it's one of the most important uh, things
1: yeah yeah Um, yeah, what I find is that you have the uh, what we call in Europe lightweight equipment uh, and another category is is the ultralight Um, Hmm. um, what when you consider that usually it's quite feasible to carry about let's say 15 kilos with you you get by with the uh, the lightweight equipment Comfort-wise, it can be uh, good to have ultralight equipment because it saves about four or five kilos Mm -hmm. on your back, and that's a lot of weight. uh, Comfort-wise, the ultralight equipment what I see usually comes from America, uh, where they have some real uh, long-distance hikes of about thirty-five hundred kilometers, true nature. Uh, where you really have to carry your food and all your gear uh, without being able to resupply for for a a week or more so you need to carry a lot of food so your basic equipment needs to be very light to be able to carry that weight and even then people might still carry 20 kilos Um, The disadvantage is is that it's a very uh, high-tech material And very expensive. Hmm. But uh, for instance, I now have an ultraline backpack that weighs about 800 grams. Hmm. Uh, My backpack before that was a very nice heavy-duty backpack that would last me a lifetime. Uh, But that weighs about 3 kilos. Hmm. So just having an ultraline backpack saved me about 2.8 uh, 2.2 kilos wow uh, tent sleeping bag sleeping bag, somewhat less but uh, if you all add up if you just equip yourself with ultralight light equipment it saves about four or five kilos on your back but when people say uh, well what kind of equipment do i need to take and things like that and uh, what choices do i have i said well before you get on any equipment get a scale Right. like um, if you sometimes often you can use uh, your own clothing for hiking uh, if it's suitable for that purpose um, but put it on a scale uh, one shirt might be uh, 100 grams or so of 200 grams less than the other one and uh, if you don't take a scale while making a choice uh, you don't realize the, the weight difference and you have to carry the consequences for two weeks <laughs> uh, yes yes uh, I usually say well you probably take two sets of clothing one for yeah. walking and one for at, a, at, a, at the accommodation if the weather is bad you are certain that way that you have uh, once you arrive at your destination you have uh, a, a nice set of clothing so that is far more comfortable and well you Try to minimize your equipment and be as sensible as possible. Uh, If you walk early in the spring, uh, I say, be prepared for winter. Or if you work late in the autumn, uh, be prepared for winter. Um, Mm. So uh, on that basis, you make your choices closing wise, uh, what what kind of equipment to make. Mm. Uh, And then throughout your gear, you make your choices, what is sensible and do I need this and uh, do I want to carry this Uh, and if for for your sake that is the right choice to make that is perfect but if it's very heavy you suffer also yeah yeah
0: but this this planning can actually also uh, develop as a skill in the everyday life to to have a little bit of uh, overview what is coming Uh, it's so funny that uh, Many internationals experience this agenda thing first in the Netherlands. The people have their agenda and they they yeah. plan. But it's super important because if you don't, if you just uh, uh, be in a reactive state all the time, then yeah. uh, then uh, life uh, can carry you away or the
1: situation. Yeah, and it's, it's well. Like coming here, I yeah. didn't know where this uh, location was. I checked on Google Earth and on Street View. How do I get here? Yeah. and then uh, you can visualize you
0: can see it's much yeah, easier I know the to area yeah.
1: and to just uh, went to this location straight away without yeah. any troubles uh, without seeking yeah yeah
0: and uh i don't know uh, we haven't talked about and i haven't seen uh, much about uh, if you have uh, fogged in germany or, or or transylvania or somewhere where is the the wildlife is uh uh, still still there but what you have an experience with uh, with wildlife or some challenging situations uh, Wild boars
1: or no foxes uh, no I worked in Germany Italy Spain and France and the Netherlands of course some increase uh, the most scary things usually are the and it's more scary animals are, um, are cattle uh sometimes uh, dogs as well but what i because I live uh, walk in more or less rural populated areas what I see uh, some dogs uh, usually i don't have to be scared of dogs mm. because uh, if they are roaming free people know that the dog is safe because in rural areas you cannot have a nasty dog like uh, in spain people the dogs are kept behind the fence protecting uh, protecting yeah. property and as long as you don't uh, approach that uh, they don't bother you uh, in france usually on chains and in germany as well and uh, in a rural area you are either a good car dog or a nice dog or a dead dog if mm. you are a mean dog, uh, people cannot afford in a country like that, uh, in, a, in a situation like that, to have a mean dog. So yeah. uh, usually the the worst dogs are the very small dogs uh, that mm. <laughs> bite your heels. Yeah. Cattle yeah, you know. yeah. is sometimes uh, an issue, uh, especially in some countries where also the bull is there. But that is more a psychological thing than a reality because there the same thing happens well people are uh, moving to an area where there are cattle and the cattle are used to that and uh, don't charge you as they are used to having a good time by themselves hmm. and you're, you're just passing through as as, and as long as you leave them alone yeah. uh, nothing happens so yeah. i in general i don't have any bad experience with wildlife or domestic animals no. yeah i had also uh
0: last year we went to the Blaue Kamer yeah and that all of a sudden we just got surrounded with uh, by 25 uh, white horses and yeah okay what, what <laughs> to do then they gonna eat they were biting our bikes and stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, they were very cute and nice but they are just huge and yeah. if you don't uh, and they are
1: curious yeah yeah, yeah 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 in Holland I like if you walk to an area with cows uh, say might be somewhat overpowering because you just uh, say I live a boring life in their field so you're a, a life event for them and uh, say get curious and if you're afraid of a, a large cattle uh, well that's not a nice experience but well they usually have nothing wrong in their life in in their mind of attacking you and uh, just pass through and uh, just be on your way yeah, yeah the the
0: what we can see on uh, on TV, uh, the matadors in Spain, it's a totally extreme environment yeah. also for the bulls and for the people. It's yeah. full of uh, adrenaline rush and uh, yeah. I, I
1: wouldn't d- like to uh, walk through a meadow with the bulls. Uh, there just grazing, but yeah. I can imagine uh, that they wouldn't more wouldn't couldn't be bothered. But I wouldn't try it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we
0: had some uh, my father had some uh, some sheep uh, before now he has more goats yeah but some of the male sheep just sometimes when you were busy in the garden or it just <laughs> wants their fun it was <laughs> a kind of hunted h- hunting uh, on us like yeah uh, yeah they can be uh, somewhat aggressive yeah. yes yes but uh it seems like, okay, uh, because you are telling the story so on a calm way, It we can assume that it's not even that challenging. What did you have, uh, can you uh, explain some or tell about some challenging situations when you were a little bit, uh, you know, you were not quite sure what's the next step or how you will end up in the de- end of the day? Was nothing happened in the last... Uh,
2: uh
1: 10 15 years not not really much yeah sometimes you are somewhat worried about your accommodation whether uh, it will be open or whether there will be any accommodation because telephone connections sometimes are uh, bad when you walk through the hills but uh, yeah you prepare and you know how it works and you have usually i carry a small tent or a shelter so if there is no accommodation i have alternatives um, and because you know the area you know how to find alternatives as well the yeah. usually there's some public transport in case of a real emergency you can try to get a taxi or things like that yeah. or hitchhike out of an area so
2: yeah
0: if I there I is preparation then there is uh, you you most probably you're going to have a safe safe travel in these special countries because yeah well the t-
1: t- uh, uh, well uh, well developed countries so yeah. you don't have to worry about it. like uh, people s- sometimes ask well while you were sleeping up in the hills uh, aren't you afraid of being attacked or by people well my answer is what people there are no people there yeah. <laughs> yeah. especially at night uh, yeah. that the, the i would be more afraid of being attacked or i'm not afraid but Uh, in a city uh, uh, than than while in the hills or if you uh, are uh, in a field or... Because at night there are no people there. People are at home. And people don't go looking for anybody who might sleep there because you might be the first person that sleeps there in a 100 years. So you are not uh, a target group for people (laughs) to rob or anything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's a amazing a couple of weeks ago i was in poland and uh, one of the nights with three of us we went to the mountains we, we drove up and we yeah. were just uh, walking it was already a- around midnight yeah and uh, we knew that the the czech border is uh, close yeah but uh, we didn't know where we are exactly yeah and uh at one point everything was beautiful and calm and the stars and everything was covered by snow yeah what at one point we just have seen a a lamp okay yeah we 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 were like okay what should we do maybe (laughs) it's the border patrol yeah or okay just go towards the lamp who knows uh, who they are just check that we are here and haven't done anything bad and They were not the border patrol, but there was a girl like a 20 22 years old polish girl Just had a trip uh, Hiking hiking backpacking. Oh, I'm going to the next hill. Uh, it's more 15 kilometers away, and I'm going yeah. to sleep there somewhere Okay, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was Amazing and also surprising to see that uh, a girl just out there going on her own and yeah. uh, she will sleep in the in the
1: wilderness, uh,
2: yeah,
0: for for a whole night in the snow.
2: Yeah, well,
1: it's a matter yeah. of preparation, and yeah. uh, I don't go looking for troubles either. I yeah. walk on my own most of the time, yeah. or if I walk with somebody else, uh, that person usually is not ex- as experienced as I am. So. Um, I don't go looking for trouble. I don't yeah. l- go looking for high-risk trails uh, on my own. Um, yeah. And that makes a difference also. I look for uh, a pleasant place to be, a yeah. nice place to be, an uh, interesting place to be. Uh, I'm not roo- looking for a real adventure in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking for the adventure of being in a in an interesting area in a in a nice country or yeah. and having a, w- a nice walk and
0: uh, yeah i think for uh, most of the urban population it's adventurous it could be adventurous enough to be uh, <laughs> i think so outside yeah. for a week or or, or yeah. for two weeks even more yeah but uh, you mentioned that you started to uh, design these trails and uh, work on your own trails in the last uh, 10 15 17 years and uh, the question is that can you Enjoy the trail because it's nice that you want to provide value And it's I guess it's also your one of your hobbies to actually create all of the information yeah. but then your role as a as a as a walker changed uh, On a different to, to a slightly different uh, yeah. uh, Aspect that you are also a discoverer and you will record it. Yeah, and what is Mm -hmm. the difference between when you when you just go and maybe follow other people's uh, trail description or you just go and find and design have you uh, experienced the difference uh, how you go through on a week
1: or two Um, in a way uh, there, there is a difference uh, in uh, so if you walk to an area one uh, in one 200 kilometers and have a return, you have experienced the area and you can uh, have another experience the, the next time you go on a walk. Um, my experience is that the first couple of times I'm here uh, I'm in an area I enjoy the same uh, experience because uh, sometimes uh, like in Italy, I walked one stretch and thought well on Google Earth on the maps and things like that it looks like a very promising uh, trail and then I find that it's uh, blocked by gates that you couldn't see on uh, Google Earth and things like that Um, and that you have to choose an alternative Um, that can be a bit awkward so you have to return again but on the other hand you get to know an area quite well Um, and that is uh, nice things Uh, you visit a place more than once uh, so you get to know the environment you get to know the history better you get to know some of the people even sometimes and uh, i enjoy that greatly as well so uh, like the experience of something new each trip i make is uh, some is uh, exchange for an experience but deeper uh, deeper knowledge of the area uh, of things to see and uh, how people live and uh, uh, I'm not a proper anthropologist but uh, part of my study was about anthropology yeah. so I, le- I look at an area uh, at people from that respect as well so yeah. if you visit an area more frequent you get to know the area better than just walking past. So you give you're not give uh, passing yeah. through but you are uh, getting to know the
0: area yeah you give time for yourself to absorb the information area and then and you you tend to go back uh, two three times yeah uh, to complete the description description of uh, the of yeah the and, to, and
1: to check my own description as yeah.
0: well yeah. yeah yeah so it we don't have to uh, think that uh, you go there once or twice and you try to uh, like uh, very be focused and uh, have uh, all of the the, the notes and everything what is uh, going but more the remarkable things that oh this is uh, a way which is according to Google it's a it's a good pathway but it's not yeah and
1: yeah sometimes hmm. uh, well uh, what happened to me in Italy uh, I had a pretty decent trail and then the, the next time I passed through it was all covered with blackberries hmm. and uh, d- for me it was just passable but I uh, for me, it also meant well. For me, it's possible, but I don't want this as a section of my trail because uh, for yeah. other people it might be too horrible to pass through, or it might be completely overgrown and not being. Uh, you might not be able to follow it the other year, so that's uh, why I had to make uh, find another trail for yeah. that segment of uh, of my uh, my route
0: have some macheta or something to,
1: to uh, well a pocket knife yeah <laughs> yeah. All, i my, my i i want to design a pleasant trip that can be done yeah. in two weeks yeah. that is easy to follow uh, so people can s- concentrate on the experience also that might have some more or less challenging part but the the the, walking, the, the, the challenge uh, should be uh, not too high because uh, yeah. people might not be able to walk my trail then yeah. and that uh, I would uh, feel bad about, yeah.
0: And does it matter normally uh, for the speed of, the, of, the of taking a trail if, if someone goes alone or with a group of people? or uh, Do you sp- see any speed differences how one or two people can go or uh, a group of uh, five or six?
1: Yeah, probably uh, speed is something a group must work out by themselves, uh, how they go about walking, With uh, somebody walking fast and somebody walking slow. If I'm walking walking with somebody else, uh, well, you wait for each other often. Yeah. So uh, try to keep m- the other person inside more or less, whenever, yeah. or unless it's in the forest and th- that might be difficult, but uh, I think that's a good basic rule. Um, accommodation can be sometimes uh, a problem you if you are in a larger group because mm. the, well some accommodations have place for four or five people and that's the maximum mm. um, but for the trail itself it does not make much of a difference whether you walk alone or walk with five to ten people
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also maybe I'm um, I'm doing it wrong i don't know if it's uh, good or, or bad uh, about that uh, but i also like to listen books or philosophical presentations when i'm in nature and then i have the choice Then then i don't uh, listen to the birds and uh, the actual nature the noises from the nature yeah how you have any experience or any preference regarding to that uh, or i guess you go for the nature
1: yeah i uh don't uh, have headphones or anything. Yeah. I have uh, e-reader for me for uh for the evenings, so mm. to say, but uh yeah, I I don't uh, I like music, but I don't need music mm-hmm. in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Maybe there is no yeah, usually
1: uh, in the evening I uh mm. uh I read mm. uh or and so usually a light not not really literature, but an adventure book or mm i change between a literature or an adventure book or a knowledge Mm. book or something like that yeah but that's usually the only time i read nowadays Uh, because uh, at home i don't read much if at all
2: yeah
0: yeah Uh, it it sounds to me uh, this this uh, planning and uh, when you explain uh, where you're gonna uh, walk or where you have uh, walked already it's like uh, we can somehow maybe it sounds uh, crazy it's like a computer game for you compared to a kid like i'm going to this level and i'm going to complete and reach that so i see that uh, analogy uh, pretty much with Mm -hmm. also on an adventure level but it's in nature it's a 3d experience or 4d or whatever yeah and uh, it's so nice that uh, you can have similar experiences structured on a similar way but in nature yeah and uh, what what can you uh, tell to people who wanna try it first Uh, maybe they could check out your website Uh, that's that's
1: one thing to start Uh, and go walking Uh, not not so much uh, on a trail at first but go walking go on a weekend trip prepare yourself if you like it Uh, prepare you prepare your body because uh, I always say well while walking your body is upright self-supported for uh, for well let's say 8 to 10 hours a day Uh, usually people are physically not accustomed to that so try walking a couple of hours try walking a whole day try walking a weekend And see if it suits you, but also get your body used to that, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, maybe go for a camping for a weekend. That's what I mean. Yeah,
1: Yeah. yeah. Take a bed and breakfast, and uh, walk for two days. And uh, but prepare. Like if you walk, uh, if you live in Wageningen, uh, during the winter I do not much walking. But if I know I have uh, a trip ahead. For the, the few weeks before that, I try to walk up the Wageningse Berg and that not on the General Focusweg but uh, on, the, on the forest side. So yeah. there are some nice climbs in there. And I always notice that it makes my first trip much easier that way if I've done that. Because uh, I already adapted my body somewhat yeah. to climbing and uh, walking for a couple of hours. And uh, that makes a trip much more enjoyable. Otherwise, you are busy the first couple of days just to um, to get your to get over the pain of (laughs) all your muscles aching and things like that and that it can be fun but it usually spoils things a little bit yeah yeah yeah. so
0: planning and preparation and uh, gradual preparation is the key
1: it it makes uh, a trip if you get lost every time if you have the wrong clothing with you uh, if you don't have the, uh, enough food or enough money, uh, cash money with you and things like that. makes a trip awkward. Yeah. It makes it uh, not enjoyable. Uh, a friend of my a good friend of mine uh, walked uh, like I said, the, uh, the Santiago de Compostela, and she thought well, if I and she had unpaid leave for that, so she, her time skill was uh, limited to complete it, complete it altogether. So I said, well, she said to herself, well, if I walk forty kilometers a day from the start, then I can do it. Yeah. Uh, and she was just used to running, mm. uh, so just for half an hour, an hour. So she, after three, four days, we see <laughs> she had to stop for a few yeah. days. Because uh, she she was uh, totally locked up. It's different muscles, different. Uh, uh too too much. At yeah. e- eventually she managed forty kilometers a day quite easily, uh, but uh, if she had just had done fifteen kilometers a day for the first yeah. couple of days, it would have been a much more pleasant yeah. journey for Adaptation. her. Too far yeah. to to start with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there is no no age restrictions, and anybody can do it basically i've heard that uh, m- most of the people uh, also the athletes the ultra marathon athletes are around their 50s or 60s because at that age you get become much more self-conscious about your body
1: and your body is similar well my my walks usually are below 1200 km, uh, 1200 meters so you don't have any uh, Things like uh, Mountain related conditions yeah. uh, In that respect If you are able to walk And able to climb a steep stair For a couple of uh, stores, so, uh, in, uh, uh, stores In stories uh, in In a building You probably If you take your time to adapt uh, People uh, Anybody can do it But you have to look at yourself if you are, if your body is up to it, if your preparation is are up to it. Uh, and sometimes, well, I- if you get older, some people get some troubles with the heart. Yeah. Uh, climbing might be difficult. And uh, and then there are some climbs of a few hundred meters in, uh, in most of my trails. Yeah. Well, if you walk in Holland, you don't get bothered yeah. with climbing too yeah. much. Yeah. But... Uh, so that's that's for if you if your condition is bad that can be uh, a challenge but even then if you take your time um, and stop frequently and uh, even then you might be able to cope but find out for yourself whether that is suitable for you yeah so the the,
0: the same applies uh, with the
1: if you have troubles for yeah. climbing a chair, just, just, uh, try it,
0: st- uh, just try it first in yeah. your uh, surroundings, in your yeah. location with stairs and and heels if you have, and, yeah. then, and then you can see what are your limitations and yeah. maybe you can expand it uh, by time.
1: It's it's uh, yeah. walking. I think uh, a trail like uh, like I uh, design is about enjoyment, and yeah. uh, but there are some. Uh, uh, not so much challenging, uh, but uh, well, conditions that, that might not suit you. Yeah. And uh, if you're walking alone, is that your thing? Walking on your own a whole day and then at the end of the day, being shoved into room more or yeah. less and uh, have breakfast and that's it. And the next day is on your own again. Uh, if you like that, enjoy that, that's good. But if you easily feel lonely, Homesick or whatever. Well, that is uh, language is sometimes a problem as well. Uh, I hardly speak English. I I hardly (laughs) speak uh, Italian. No Greek. uh, A bit of Spanish. So uh, it. uh, And if you don't meet any English speakers, well, you are on your own really. And then, if you don't like that, uh, get somebody else to walk with you. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: So thank you very much. The main message is get closer to nature and yeah, you will benefit from it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So thank okay. you very much and uh, glad yeah. to be here. I hope to hear the next story from the garden soon. Yeah, yeah.